he stood me up again. Again? Mm-hmm. Well, what's up with this guy? Do you really like him that much? Yes, honey, I love him. He is fine. He does a lot of nice things I, for, I me. for me. I know he used to do nice stuff for you, but what has he done for you lately? What's up, what's up, what's up, what's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the In The Zone Podcast. It is your man, B. Foster. Brian Foster is back in the building. We are not in studio today. It's my friends in warmer climates keep rubbing it in. It snowed like a mug in this motherfucker today. So, yeah, we got a little, we got some snow. We got some snow. So, for in the interest of safety of all involved, we decided to go ahead and just do a Zoom one. We'll be back in the Bronzeville Podcast studio next week. We miss you, B, the studio host extraordinaire, super producer. But we're going to make that. We could not let this conversation not happen today. Y'all are all snowed in and fucking sitting at the crib anyway. So you might as well sit here and watch us talk shit. That's the way I feel. Anyway, as always, welcoming my beautiful co-hostess, Chantel. Hey, guys. Not quite as beautiful as our panelists. But I'm going to try to hold a candle to them. They are really, really gorgeous tonight. So I expect the first couple of comments to be how absolutely stunning each of these women are. Whoa. All right, fellas. You're putting the heavy lift on you already. I'm just saying. <laughs> they have all this eye candy and just not say nothing. I'm just saying. Maybe they're trying to play it coy. Maybe they try to play it cool. Uh, fuck that. It's, too, it's 2022. We need to get aggressive. Be and, maybe that, aggressive. And, maybe that's, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe we're playing it too cool. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe the brothers need to step their game up a little bit and speak their mind a little more huh maybe that's what's wrong with the dating world i i i didn't say it you did I... i'm just asking questions i'm just asking questions i don't know why the brothers can't get approached i mean when you got a specimen like this in front of you i don't know why you're not shooting your shot if i was single all right yeah. I, I'll, I'll take that question down <laughs> <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to start uh, sharing this on all our pages and whatnot, if you wouldn't mind uh, kicking off the topic and introducing our beautiful panelists. Absolutely. And I'm probably going to butcher their names. So Anne Hassan, I am not, I don't think I'm saying your name right. Could you say your name for me, please? Ali Marie. Ali Marie, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, you want to tell the guests a little bit about yourself? A little short intro. I'm born and raised in Chicago. I'm an accountant here. Chi-town. Um, I'm an accountant here. I'm a radio personality as well. So I'm glad to be here tonight. All right. She's sounding like a catch, gentlemen. Next we have Ty- This is not the dating game. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> we can multitask during a show. <laughs> Tyanda, hey, how you doing, girl? Hey, girl, hey. You're muted. Hey girl, all right, I'm off you. Um, (laughs) So I've been in Chicago about five years. I've lived all around the South, Midwest, Iowa, Kansas City, Atlanta, Dallas, you name it. Um, I am a recovering attorney now doing my own uh, DI work and I am the mom of a 14 year old who goes to boarding school in Canada. So 
I'm like living empty nester life in my late 30s. That's fun. All right. Thank you. Elaine, Alana, who's ready to turn on their cameras? Whoever goes first. My camera ain't coming on. We oh, have no. to get that out the way to, right now. She, my camera she, ain't she coming on. Anonymity, all right? <laughs> yes. Secret score. I'm incognito. Well, while you're um, figuring that out, you want to give a short introduction? Yeah, sure. I'm Alana. I live in Chicago, born here, but raised in the East Coast here now. I didn't go to high school here, so I can't answer that question for y'all. I'm going to say I went to school <laughs> on the East Coast. Um, I am in supply chain tech as a program manager, and I am going to send my kid to boarding school. I love that idea. Hey, well, I'll get you, me, and Tyanda together. We can talk boarding school after the show. Bad, bad I don't got to see it yet, though. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, Alana. How you doing, girl? Uh-oh, you're muted. So Alana went. We call, we call her Elaine now. Oh, we call her Elaine. Yep. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry about that. All right, so I'm Elaine, born and raised here in Chicago. I'm supposed to be saying what high school I went to? Not necessarily, no. Okay. <laughs> we don't need to know you went to Whitney Young. <laughs> First of all, all right. we're not we're not doing that. That is not this yep. show. All right. I thought I heard the other lady say that, but no, I'm born and raised here in Chicago. I am a my background is in chemistry and biology. So I that is what my degree is in. And I worked with the state police for 10 years as a forensic scientist. And I took my knowledge of uh, forensic chemistry and started formulating my own products. And I'm also part of a Black-owned technology company out of Houston, Texas. So um, I've been a full-fledged entrepreneur since 2017. I, I can't understand why these women are single. These women are geniuses. <laughs> and I just, I, I, we're going to dig into it. it. It's totally fine. I'm sure it's going to come out during the conversation. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Don't do us. <laughs> I meant you were gonna tell us why. That's what I. That's that's what I. Meant. Yeah, perhaps maybe I'll add that question to the list as well. So let's go ahead and introduce the topic. Right, dating is trash. It fucking sucks out there, and we just want to talk about why. Like, what has been the female experience with dating? Why do we feel like it's so trash? And bonus. Are relationships overrated? Is this something to still strive for? Are we just like, eh, you know, I'm fine. I'm good. So let's dive in a bit. Unless, Brian, you have something to add to that? Nope. I'm going to let you go with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get this show rocking and rolling. Tyanda, why don't you get us kicked off? Is dating trash? Why is it trash? Yeah, um, dating is definitely trash. I feel like a lot of folks are approaching it like a numbers game. So folks aren't necessarily coming to things in an authentic way. Um, I'm big on doing your like own emotional work and growth. And I feel like a lot of folks ain't out here doing that. So that definitely makes dating trash because you get to deal with a bullshit because it's something somebody did to them. So they're going to do it back to you. Um, yeah, that's, that's my perspective, at least the beginning of it. Well, what kind of methods have you been using for dating? Are you doing the old-fashioned way, going out to the bars, 
walking up to the gentleman? Are we using the modern technology of the apps? Are you sending out smoke signals? Let's talk through that. <laughs> um, so as of late, I have been trying the apps, um, but I don't really like that shit. I'm the type of person that like needs real life interactions. So I think I need to get out there more. So I think that's something that I need to do. There's also the pandemic happening and I have to be aware of risks. So, um, and before that, my daughter was home. So like going out, if I had to hire a babysitter to go out and it was going to be wet, I didn't want to do that shit. So um, now that she's gone, I have a little bit more freedom uh, to go out and I'm a little less risk averse. Um, but yeah, I think for me, the apps aren't the right fit. Again, that numbers game piece of it doesn't really work for me. Um, and I do better off the in-person vibe. That's like I read people better face-to-face. All right, I have some follow-up questions for that, but I'm gonna have some other people hop in here. Allie Marie, is dating trash? For me, I think dating isn't trash. Oh. Uh, for other women, who haven't gotten their methodology down pat, it could be trash or intention, intentions down pat. Because a lot of time women nowadays, they go off of how a man looks on paper and how he looks physically instead of like the character. So they'll ignore red flags and you know, but me, I go off the character and you have to have be looking good on paper. So you got to have both. I also put myself out there on multiple, you know, whatever, you know, social media apps. And then I don't, you know, I make them like come and find me. So like for me, it has been on and off trash, on and off good, but I do take you know, right now I'm intentional and I don't like to waste time. I just keep it moving like real, you know, All right. if you're not looking for what I'm looking for, I just quickly move on. So it could be trash, but I've been dating a good guy. So I don't want to say that right now. Oh, yeah. you're in a relationship now? We have been dating for a while. I don't want to say all that, but... <laughs> We've been dating. He's been courting me uh, the way I wanted to be courted. And I think it's because I wrote an intentional letter to like an imaginary guy thanking him for all the great things he was doing. And I was like, and then it, he came. I'm like, what is going on? So oh, I thought you were going to um, say you just, sent it to his ass. See, that's what everybody, every man is oh. a blueprint. Tell me what you want so I can do it. Got me guessing. This one no, I don't think she shared it with him. No, I, I, I was, I was hoping well. that that was the... <laughs> Oh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> but no, I wouldn't say though. I am taken. I'm not taken yet because I don't have a ring on it. Uh, you know, but I am in dating one person right now. And the moment that, you know, we've already said, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to date each other. We're not going to step out. But and that's because I was intentional and he actually found me. He was on it. I was on a date nap and then I put on the date nap. Hey, I'm never on here. I never check the messages. Find me on Instagram. And then he found me and then he planned a beautiful date and he always plans beautiful dates. So that's what's going on. Uh, all right. So they already said in the comments, somebody said on to the next one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Elaine. 
is dating trash. We got one yes and one no. What say you? I'm actually kind of neutral on it. And the reason I'm neutral on it is because I actually stopped dating in 2014. So I don't date. <laughs> Girl after my own heart. <laughs> I, and, and the reason why I don't date is because, um, first of all, I've, I've had four marriage proposals. And the last one that I had, I said yes. We still wound up not getting married. So... After that, I continued to date for like a year and I was meeting guys that I wasn't really connecting with or that I feel like I didn't see a future with them. And finally, I think the last straw where I decided that I wasn't going to date anymore was when I, I dated a guy. I think we started out with breakfast. It was one of them all day long dates. So we started out with breakfast, then we caught a movie, then we went to dinner after that. And um, I think this was like the third date. And so by then he wanted to walk me to my door and he wanted a kiss goodnight and he wanted to come in. Now the date didn't end until like 1130 at night. And I'm like, I don't have cable. I don't have a DVD player. I don't even watch TV. And it's 1130 at night. And the, and it really just kind of flipped the switch with me, the fact that he felt entitled to coming in at 11.30 at night. So we all know what he was thinking. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, so just, I don't like the idea of a man feeling like because he spent money on a woman that he's now entitled to her body. You can go to work and replace that money. But if I sleep with you, let's say I catch an STD or something. I can't take that back. I, there's no do-overs with that. What if a baby is created? So I just feel like the exchange of a man paying for you to go on a date versus you giving him your body, I feel like the consequences of that is far greater than you being out of $50 for one day. No so once I looked at that, and then I, was, then I had to ask myself, well, why are you dating in the first place? And the only reason I was dating is because, A, I was used to being in a relationship because I had just gotten out of an engagement. And B, all of my cousins my age are married and have children. So I felt like it was something that I was supposed to do, but it's never been something that I really wanted to do for myself. So once I came to that epiphany and had that conversation with myself, I just stopped dating. I'm like, I really just don't need to be out here dating trying to get a man to pick me and prove to him that I'm worthy of a ring and chewing solid foods. I just stopped dating. So I'm just like, I, I was just done with it. So I don't know if it sucks or not because I have not actively put any type of energy into dating since 2014. I'm not on any dating app. Elaine, I almost spit my drink out. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Wait, wait, I got to dive into this a little all bit. All the time. I have people inboxing me, asking me. I was just like about to say, when, when people approach I just, you. I have you just, to make this, yeah. And I'll even go a step further and say when a man inboxes me or approaches me and he say, hey, you know, I think you're beautiful. I would like to get to know you better. That automatically triggers like anxiety for me Whoa. because it's, it's overwhelming the fact that Okay, now I, I'll put it this way. I'm not against dating. I'm against actively dating. And just to kind of explain that, I don't mind seeing where something will go 
if a man is naturally in my space for whatever reason, and he's getting to know me organically without the, I want to take you out. Can we get to know each other? Blah, blah, blah. Because if you're organically getting to know me now, you already know who I am and there's no stipulation of, well, let me take you out for a cheap ass coffee date to see if you worth chewing solid foods or not. You no, already know me because you're in my space. We got the coffee day question coming. Wait on the coffee day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to say this comment. Let me say this comment because it's hilarious. I've been giggling about it for like five minutes. Herb said that the guy wanted to review the date like a lessons learned. <laughs> <laughs> right. You assumed, you assumed what he wanted. You put bad intentions on that man. He just wanted to review the date in full so he would know how to move forward with you but look what you did look what you did <laughs> well he definitely dumped me after i wouldn't let him in my house at 11 30 p.m <laughs> 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 i had dumped. <laughs> okay hey, can i thank you for saying that because i think you put into words for me like why i don't like the apps because it's not really like all right, we already have something in common. Usually it's just based off of a picture, really basic information. And like half the time, folks aren't even reading the basic information. And so I really like connecting with people in an authentic way. And so that idea of having somebody in your space and you already kind of get to know if you have a vibe or not feels more comfortable than having somebody just holler at you who is a complete and utter stranger. And for me as a female, that doesn't always feel safe. Like that doesn't always feel safe. I've had stalkers, I've had all kinds of crazy exactly. things happen. And so I'd rather know some of the people that you be around, know kind of where you like to go on a regular basis and what you're into before we even jump into that. Damn, I would have never got a date in the 90s. How do I <laughs> I ran up on people in the club. That's how you met people. You went and you was at the, you want a drink, were you chit-chatting? We didn't know each other. What in the club? Shit. I'm talking about back in the day, but I'm just saying that the app is like the replacement of the club at our age, I suppose. But so, that's the problem though. Because I, like the app is like if you meet on the app and it don't work out, they think, oh, I could just go right back to the app or I can go to this other app. And it's like a revolving door. And then when they don't work out. With those group of people, they come rotate right on back and say, oh, I miss you. Something dumb. I'm like, miss what? We went on a few dates. What do you miss, bro? <laughs> you like, what the fuck you miss me? You like, I just left the Bahamas. What are you missing? Like, take if you're taking me there, like, I will miss you. But we went to go play ping pong. Don't text me. Oh, Jesus. Lana, please <laughs> jump in here. Lana, get in here. Get in here. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on, Lana. Get in here. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I, I heard everyone. I have a lot of thoughts, but I'll first start off with the question. Um, I, I'm going to err on the side of neutral. I think that dating is tough because there is a mismatch of expectations from both sides. That's what I'm observing. Um, I say observing because I am single in the way that I'm unmarried, but I'm also don't see the value in getting married. So that's why I'm here tonight. Um, when I talk about mismatched expectations, and this is just from social media fodder and the conversations that I have with people, it seems like there's always a conversation of 50-50 versus 100% providing. And there's usually 
a polar division between who does what, like men expect it one way and women expect it the other way. So it's just like, we're mismatched there. Um, there's just a lot of miss, like just in all of the, well, he does this and what's your response? And I can't think of any examples right now, but it's just like, listen, y'all, we have a, we don't, we're, we're not on the same page as far as like what we expect from a partner. Men aren't on the same page as women and their expectations. Women aren't on the same page as men and our expectations. So yeah, dating's trash. If, if the dating pool got peeing it for everyone, y'all, like why y'all keep peeing in the pool? Like everyone can't say it and it'd be true. Like, I, <laughs> self-reflection please let me let me ask this are you judging are you forming this opinion i should say based on all the social media back and forth because i'm of the opinion that people get on social media and say all types of silly shit just to spark conversation argument i don't even know if half the stuff men and women say on social media they truly believe but they do I hope not. Be controversial they do i hope not and, and, so. I, and and the reason I say they do is because I used to think that too. But the fact that I've been on Facebook for over 12 years and all of the men have shown consistency with how they believe dating should go. So it, it, I used to think that, but I feel like consistency shows that that's really how they think. They just have a platform now for expressing it where before they didn't. But yes, that's really how people think. It's all in the music. You also have to take into account that some folks that really aren't about putting silly stuff on social media aren't even engaged in the conversation. So, like, if you're about your business, are you really wasting time on social media saying crazy shit about dating? And I, I also I think, think what, it's like, if we listen to our music, it's all in there, man. It's like, oh, I got this one in LA. I got this one in Atlanta. So the more affluent a man thinks he becomes in his head, the more women he thinks he deserves sometimes. And you're single. And that's it's always, like- That's always been the case though. Teddy P was singing old nasty shit. He wasn't singing that to just one woman. Teddy P was talking well, about- Well, it's people that don't sing the club. It. It's people, regular people who- make you know that's because they make the six figures you know they think oh i rent a loft downtown no children i'm gonna uh, exercise all my options you know while i'm young and then before you know it they're in a nursing home uh, and nobody wants to take care of them and they don't have a wife or no partner let's talk Allie, about that ali that's another thing that um reason that turned me off from dating is I feel like um, men automatically feel like it's 50 women for every one man. So they feel like I'm supposed to paint my face black and tap dance to, uh, to prove to them that I'm worthy of a date. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm like, you're supposed to be proving to me. That goes back to I'm the like, coffee date. In every species, it is the male that is supposed to impress the female. For hold on, Lay. Hold on, Lay. Hold on, Lay. Hold on, Lay. Hold on, Hold on. No difference with humans. Hold on, Lay. Wait, and not just species, race. Hey, hey, Brian. And you too. I will get y'all with mute you too. 
<laughs> Lonnie, we, you, you were cut off. Down. You were cut off, young lady. Go ahead, finish your thought. No, I was just going to say to Elaine's point, the issue is that women embrace that. Women will get on a platform and say, well, there's 10, there's 10 women to one man, so I have to do this. So it's not just that men act that way, it's that women embrace it. So I think a lot of it, we create our own reality. And I mean, I reject a lot of, I reject the bad dating pool. Uh, to your point, Allie, the music is an issue. I mean, if you continuously like take in messaging that is anti-woman, anti-love, anti-relationships, that's going to be your reality. And I think both when men and women are consuming those messages. So when women come to expect the worst and not the best to an extent, they expect well, uh, not any of us on this conversation, <laughs> but they expect the multi-women um, for one man thing. So, no, I, I, I don't, I don't embrace any of it. I reject it. Let me ask this. Let me, let me ask this because I, I think you all have raised some very valid points. Counterpoint. I'm, I'm just being for real right now. If I think women do themselves a disservice in that. And let me let me not hear. I, I can have standards. You can. You can have all the standards you want. But if, if you are going to limit your pool to a man that makes a certain amount of money, a man that has a certain degree, a man that has certain status, he's in 100 black men, he's doing this, he's doing that. The, the facts of the matter are the ladies are outdoing us in every capacity, education, financially, accomplishments, right? So it's 30 of you all that are killing the game to five of us that are playing, doing all right in the game. And if you if, if that, that's your standard and you won't even look at the electrician, that's an amazing guy, makes six figures, but his blue collar might not show the polish you want when you take him to the assembly dinner. You, you're, not, you're, you're closing your pool off and you're helping men that feel like I've got these status points that women want. And I know there aren't a lot of us, the world is my oyster. Correct well, Bryant, <laughs> I, Bryant. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say this. Um, yeah. I don't, I think there's a stigma attached to standards and women not liking blue collared men or an average man. It's not about that. If you are bringing home and you're making a decent living before I met you, what is that my concern? You were supposed to be courting me. That's the that's the problem. It's the problem is these blue collar figures think they are millionaires too because they have all these options. <laughs> okay, they're living downtown, they're renting, they're not even owning, and they're rotating women in and out because they decorate their home immaculately and they can't wait to show you their home like after the third date. So like their heads are, oh, I made it. I'm an electrician. Oh, I work for the city. I drive for CTA. It's average guys that, that are acting like millionaires with a millionaire complex because they haven't done the healing. I think a lot of us women are just looking for a guy with a good character and that makes a decent living, who's independent as we are, who's seeking an education like we are, uh, seeking a village mindset. So, you know, it's all about the man. If you want to be a leader, you have to take the responsibility. So you have to actually want to court a woman. First of all, you have to want to court a woman. You got to want not just go to coffee date and say, prove if you're worthy. And I'm going to mute my mic because I know the ladies want to jump in. Come on, ladies. Let Atlanta got a, I mean, Elaine got a damn hand raised like we in fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I had to go next Ooh. after that <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, because I feel like men assume that women want these $500 dates and they're looking for millionaires. But really what a woman wants is your ability to lead. Most women are already making good money and we're handling ourselves. So as a man, what I'm looking for, you don't even have to be making more money than me, especially with me being a full-time entrepreneur. I would date a guy that's making 30 or $40,000 if he's an entrepreneur. It's a, different, it's a different playing field for entrepreneurs and employees, according to me. So if I'm dating a man who's an entrepreneur, he may be making $35,000, $36,000 a year. I would date that guy because he's an entrepreneur and he has a game plan of how he can scale his business to get to the next level. So that's okay. a guy that I would actually date and help him do it. So I, I feel like I can have a connection with that guy. I would rather date an entrepreneur with a game plan that's making $35,000 a year than date a guy that's making six figures working for somebody else and he think he the shit. So right. it, it, it's the mindset that women are after. And, and my whole thing is this, it's two things. I'm a single woman and I don't have any kids. So... I already know what I have to deal with as a single woman. So if a man is in my life or trying to talk to me, even from day one, I'm looking at how can you make my life easier as a, a, for dealing with you? If, if you're in my life as a man, even if you're just dating in my rotation, how are you making my life easier? Because if my life is the exact same with you as it is as a single woman, then guess what? You're irrelevant. Secondly, wait a minute. Shouldn't that go both ways? It not necessarily because the man is the provider and the leader. So how how are you leading me if you're expecting me to provide for you? I don't need you to provide for me. I just want you to kick in. I don't want to depend. You said kick in. I got four of them. I got four dependents. I can kick in. It's mindset. It's mindset. Like I'm not necessarily looking for somebody to lead. I'm looking for a partner. So that means that I'm not taking care of you. We're both contributing, right? And mm -hmm. if you are insecure because I make more than you, because I hustle harder than you, because I got more than you, then that's going to end up being a problem in the relationship as well, because we need to be equally yoked in some way. And that doesn't necessarily mean we have to have the same thing, but we definitely have to have the same hustle. And that's true in any partnership. In the same uh, regardless mindset. Regardless of whether it's a relationship or business, we have to have the same hustle. So for me in my personal relationships, I want to be around people who are going to go out there and make sure that they're doing what they have to do to take care of home, make sure what do, they're doing what they have to do to take care of the future as well, right? Because for me, part of what I'm trying to do is build a legacy for my child. So I want somebody who is also invested in that particular vision and is willing to contribute to that as well. I want to get Alana back in here because she said something I think that ties into the conversation we're having. She mentioned earlier that she sees very little Value. relevance in marriage. So I I, I'm, I'm interested in having you elaborate on that um, because we're talking about partnerships and building and, and what women are looking for. But you said that marriage doesn't seem to be of any particular benefit for you or would be. Can, can you speak to that a little bit? I can. Um... And it's, yeah, it's, it's even tougher when you meet 
guys that or men that like are eager to get married so I'm just like wait a minute like you're fun but slow down sir um when I think about the or the like the societal like purpose of marriage for me at least like from how I grew up it was about securing financial security for women and I got it I don't, I don't need it. Like, I don't need the headaches of men being overly selfish. I think men, I honestly don't think men have as much to offer in general for long-term companionship that I'm willing to give up my freedom and independence to do it. Like everything I wanted to do, everything that I saw to accomplish with a man, I'm doing it myself. Like when I was younger, it was, hey, I can't wait to buy a house with my partner, I, I have two. Um, I can't wait to do what, I, I've done it all. So it's just like, what's your point, especially if you're not providing financial security? Can I chime in? Absolutely. I just wanted to say like, I've been married before I'm divorced. So <laughs> um, I'm married very young. And I used to have that, you know, kind of mentality, like, I don't want to get married. But after being married and having that companionship, that partnership, um, that, you know, help, that help and support, I would say, just don't give up, Alana. You'll find a partner that, you know, not necessarily for marriage, you know, like, you don't have, everybody don't have to get married. You can have a life Right, I don't think marriage is the end game for me. And so, like, it's not even about giving up. Like, you say that, like... I had that dream and I lost it. It was like, no, as you go and change, you're like, uh, I don't look appealing. Like the white picket fence, that's not appealing. The, the well, every marriage isn't appealing. like that. You create your partnership. So you, however, it doesn't have to always look at, at like what you see on TV. It's about like you, your soul's connecting with a soulmate. Like this person gets me. Right, but does, person... that require, does that require a marriage? No, you don't have to be married again. You could have a life partnership or you can actually be married. That's why we have divorces. You know, I'm divorced. And did we end admirably? Yes, we did. Like we were fair. Um, you know, I have two children from the marriage and we we co-parent great. Um, and I'm moving on. He's remarried and I get along with his new wife. We even can go on a family vacation if we want. So like, it's just life goes on. And um, I think marriage should be important if you are getting into a type of legal situation where you are getting homes, opening businesses, which I was doing. So it, it just solidified everything. So that way, if we didn't work out, hey, it's it's a process. You just can't leave with all my money in the bank. You know what I mean? So right. that's why marriage is kind of a good idea for some. And for those who don't like it, hey, you know, what do you think about that, Alana? I mean, I definitely agree that the legal benefits of marriage can be useful, especially when it comes to, um, um, well, we all hear of the story of the man who married his, or who lit, who was maintained marriage with his wife, but lived 30 years, the side piece and the side piece got nothing and his, uh, departure out of life so yeah it's been a, it's beneficial there but I mean there are also other legal protections that can support that benefit so um that guy didn't I, look like, out for her. exactly exactly there was ways to look out of her out for her that he 
didn't do. Um, so all I can say is there's legal protections for everything that marriage offers outside of the institution of marriage that you can get, that you can create for the partner that you love. But as far as like the ball and chain of marriage, I, oof, no, ma'am. Sean, get back in here. You've been, come on. I said in my post, I don't have a whole lot to contribute to this conversation. I, I, don't, I don't believe that for one <laughs> second. Uh, similar to Elaine, right? Probably not as strategic as she's doing it. I don't date. And I've been very transparent about that, right? Um, and it's not that I've made a choice not to date. I have not found anybody that I'm interested in dating. And I said this in a post a while ago that the people I'm interested in are not interested in me and the people that are interested in me, I'm not interested in. And I've accepted that it seems to be my reality for the moment. And that's okay. I live a really great life. I built myself a very good life and I love my life. Um, that's a part that has not fulfilled itself. And if it, I'm reconciling if I'm okay with that at this point. Um, I haven't quite figured out if I'm okay with that or not, if I'm being completely transparent. Um, so I'm somewhere in the middle of all of these women about how I feel about dating. I, I got what happened to the life in your life series? Oh, 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 we got oh, to get a hold of the show. <laughs> You're dropping it. I'm just here. I'm just. Uh-uh. Come on. You got to pass the wheel back to you. Go ahead. I think there were some questions for me. Did somebody have a question for me or somebody want something they wanted to add to what I said? I ain't got a hand raised again. I, I hate to ignore the <laughs> girl in the back of the classroom and shit. <laughs> Go for it. I'm still that idea. I, I raised I, my hand too. Oh, well, well I, I just wanted to add um, to this whole dating shenanigans is the fact that I feel like I'm a bit at an advantage, but a disadvantage. And the reason why I feel like that is because I grew up in a two-parent home. And not only did I grow up in a two-parent home, I lived with my parents until I was 32 years old. So I had the opportunity of seeing what a functional marriage looks like from childhood all the way up to adulthood. So that is my, so it's already been ingrained in me what a functional marriage looks like. So when I see men today on Facebook asking questions like, oh, well, if he paying all the bills, then what are you doing? Or what do you bring to the table? I automatically assume they grew up in a single parent home when they ask those questions, because if they you do. grew up with both your parents, you know exactly what your mother was doing while your father was out there. Um, you know, making money and taking care of the family. So Can we dig into that question because that question drives me absolutely bonkers. We can definitely dig into it. And Let's get into that, that question. Wait, right? what question? What question drives I'm, me bonkers? I am the table. No. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Oh. The, I am the goddamn table. And I'm gonna say this because Brian, you were talking earlier about like six figure men and kind of some expectations there, and I and I think. Men across the board, regardless of where they fall economically, have an expectation that they are the catch. They have really bought into this high value man kind of thought process. And they're all exuding this, what do you bring to the table? What have you done for me kind of attitude when they approach women, which 
when they approach women, when they approach in, in their interactions with women in Facebook, in real life, on these dating apps, it's like, what, what are you going to do for me? And it's like, I do not understand. Well, I take that back. I do understand the question. I don't understand what answer they're expecting from they that. fatherless. <laughs> they fatherless. They ain't had no dad. That that's the only Stop man it. that's gonna <laughs> They bastards. <laughs> <laughs> the only people I'm gonna I'm going to do a poll tomorrow on this question. What would you say? Well, 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 I think if I did, that would be like one of the number one red flags to walk away. But I often don't get that question. I, I often have folks trying to convince me of what I have to offer and let me give it to them. Girl, you lucky. I swear this. I swear this is all Instagram, Facebook, foot Facebook. Shit. I swear it is. Situations that I've dealt with haven't necessarily been better, but I haven't necessarily dealt with that question, and I I don't know why. I don't know what is different. Maybe it's that I do take periods where I don't date <laughs> as well. Um, but I, I have not had that question, and I think if I did, I would instantly see it as a red flag that. Elaine just said it is because it, it is a red flag. I, I don't know if that means whatever about your actual background, but it, it means you ain't had no daddy. You expect for me to see your worth, and and like you may not even actually be bringing anything to the table besides dick and maybe a little bit of money. Like and and why are men asking this question? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, on Ollie, real fast, Ollie, real fast, real fast, real fast. I want you to answer this, and I want a lot of answer this as well. As, as our two more active daters on the panel. Are men actually asking you this on dates or is this just some Facebook banter bullshit? One guy asked me that on a date. He was a doctor, gynecologist. So you know how what it is. He's fine and he's a gynecologist. So I'll, yeah, <laughs> you can I'll, imagine I'll, how many I'll, women. I'll. So he's like, he says like, okay, she's beautiful. Okay, she's an accountant. Okay, she does this, she's... A, but then still ask me like, okay, I've met other women like that. So what do you bring to the table? Basically, because um, I'm just another face passing through the night or passing through the date or passing through his life. And, you know, unfortunately, we I had that question once and I was like, I was bewildered on how to answer it. I was like, I am the table. How could you? And he and, and and I thank thank you, Elaine, for pointing that out. He did grow up in a single parent household where he is still taking care of his single mother. So we have a lot of these highly educated men who are making a decent amount of money, which is six figures at just breaking, breaking the border of six figures, 100 K. And right. actually pretend like in their taxes mind, 60, you're taking care of your mom. You're taking care of two children that you've had out of wedlock, and you're asking me what I bring to the table. <laughs> but you said, but you said that was an isolated incident. Well, I mean, you get a lot of guys who think that, like, basically, they are higher than God. They don't understand that the woman is an extension to the man, and what you give me, I multiply, and what you pour into me, I make your life even better they haven't fully figured that out because they don't even allow that type of connection in their lives they just allow intimacy in the bedroom um they want attention so they'll text you good morning every day 
because they want to make sure throughout the day they feel that attention and that energy that you're giving them because they could feel it in the universe. Like when you break up thinking about a guy, he could feel that. That's why you're like, oh, he texts me. Stop thinking about him. Let him go. Let him think about you and pursue you because a man is like a cat in a jungle. Okay. And he's hungry. And what you have, he wants. It's like prey. And if you give it to him, he's going to be full. He's going to back up a little bit. You know, I'm like, I'm full right now. And he has different things on his palate. So he might, you might be steak. He might want some chicken another day. So, you know what I'm saying? Just don't give him everything. That's my dating advice for the ladies. Don't give everything up front. Be, be a mystery. Be aloof. Don't give all your energy and time. Give the energy that they give you reciprocate and don't close your heart off to love just because these fools out here playing games. The whole world. Alana, get back in here. What, what, what were you going to say? I was going to say you do encounter it in person. I think it's more of an application thing. Like if you're on the dating apps, that discourse comes up more often there. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I've never been on a dating app, so I can't I can't speak to this. So I've, I've been on quite a few dating apps and I I, I want to go back to the whole single parent thing, because I feel like that's the biggest issue in today's dating society, especially amongst black people. So I want to talk a little bit about what I seen growing up as a child raised in a two parent household. I seen from a very young age, I seen my father taking care of my mother to start. That was the beginning of my life. My father was the breadwinner. He was taking care of my mother. And I would say when I was like seven or eight years old, my father lost his job and he had trouble finding employment for five years. So during those five years, my mother was the breadwinner and she was the one who was taking care of the household. After my father got back on his feet, he didn't use any excuses to go and sell drugs and go and do illegal shit to take care of the family. He took his ass back to school. He got a degree. And then he was able to make himself more marketable in the employment field while my mother was holding down the fort. And then after it, because my mother did not leave him during the time when he was unable to provide. Once he got back on top, he spoiled the shit out of my mother. So that taught me that going into a relationship, the man should be the breadwinner. But that doesn't mean that the woman is just sitting around scratching her ass, getting fed. And it doesn't mean that because she expects nice things, that if he falls on hard times, she's going to leave him. It says that a man is supposed to lead that relationship from day one and be the person who sets the tone of how that relationship goes. Now, should he fall below the need or below the ability to provide, then that is when that woman is able to carry that relationship, even if children are involved. And I've seen their connection grow because he provided for her coming into the door and she provided for him when he was unable to, but you don't start a road trip on a fucking flat tire. Nobody would try to drive from New York to Los Angeles with three tires. And a lot of men are expecting women to support them when they ain't got shit going on. But I'm like, no, as a woman, 
I need you to build up equity so I will know that you are able to provide. And once you have demonstrated that you are able to provide to me, if you fall on hard times, I have no problem with returning a favor, stepping up and being your rock to help you get through that, to put you back on top. And I All right, feel man, hold like on. I got, I got, got, I got a little backwards. Alana jump in there. Alana, jump, jump back in there because you got your, you got your hand raised too. Y'all are so polite. Yeah, because like, <laughs> Elaine, no, no, Elaine, I am 1000% on board with everything you said, but I have done a little bit of, you know, reflection. And I'm wondering if that's just, I'm not saying for you, but if that expectation is even, um, should it be adjusted? Because when you think about it, and I've thought about it, I'm not saying that you should do this. But I'm just, this is a question for everyone. When, 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 when that was overwhelmingly the case where men always provided, women didn't have as many opportunities in the workforce to make money and then to make very good money. And so when women enter their workforce, it's not like the economy suddenly made more jobs for women to take. It meant that, I mean, equal opportunity for each job. So that meant not every man would have the same opportunity to limit for employment. So now when we have more men who are dusties that we don't want, I mean, but is that an unreasonable expectation to, to expect that every man is a provider when there just aren't enough jobs to sustain that. I mean, some women have to be providers because they, have, they are now doctors. Entrepreneurship. There's forex. Yeah, exactly. there there's NFTs. There's flipping houses. There's Airbnbs. There's Turo. It's DoorDash. It's too many ways to make uh, money in this gig economy for any man to sit there and say, oh, well, I don't have a degree or I got a criminal record or I got this or I got... Those are excuses. And if you are making excuses for yourself as a man and as a woman, I got to deal with my monthly cycle. I got to bleed. I got to suffer through cramps. I got to suffer through emotional mood strings because of hormones. If I can get my ass out here and grind while going through that and you just sitting there with a, with a log and some, some franken beans, then you need to be doing the same thing. I will never respect the man that I can outgrind while I'm cramping. It's just not happening. So no, if, 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 if you can't find gainful employment, then find out how to invest. Find out how to invest your money into other things. Find out how you can use other people's money to invest in other things if you don't have it. I'm not taking any excuses from these dudes because I'm in an environment where I'm a full-time entrepreneur. So I see the grind and the mind. That's why I said mindset is a big deal because it's all about your mindset. I, I never operate with the mindset of somebody won't let me do something. I'm going to do what the hell I want to do. And I dare you to try and stop me. So Elaine, I got a question for you. For, but what about the guys who make, um, you know, in our community who are making the money, who are setting the example, but still not settling down or committing to a woman of color or uh, with any woman? How about that? Or if they do settle down there with the, you know, the other kind, if they're affluent and they, you know, rotate women. What about the ones that you do meet that want to date you that have the money, but don't want to commit, want to just compartmentalize you? Oh, you're good. You know what? You're good for yoga or, you know what? I like and just, you know, like have a bunch of different options and then die alone in a nursing home 
Um, what about those type of men? I want to, I just want to know. If you die in a home alone in a nursing home because you made choices not to actually do your work so that you could commit somebody, that's on you. And it's on all of us to walk away from that dude instead of continuing to date that dude because that dude does that shit because chicks still date him. So if they're not chicks dating him, he has to step up if he wants to ask. Let me ask this. I want to ask, I want to speak on something really fast. That you okay. said, because I, I don't disagree with you. I think if if a man sitting on his ass and you are grinding him, then he's less. He's probably less than a man, you know. Uh, with uh, extenuated circumstances, you know, health or whatever uh, happening, I, I'll grant that. But we're talking about providing, and I, I, I'm thinking we're talking financially, right? And Alana said something that that I wanted to touch on as well. We're in a different day and age, right? So when men, when when grandpa was providing for grandma, grandma didn't have necessarily all of the resources, education, and, and, and advantages that you have today in this world, right? So when you were talking about providing, also, also there was a different standard for what grandma did for grandpa, right? A lot of women say, oh, you, I want you to lead. I want you to provide. But don't tell me what the fuck to do. Don't, don't come in here trying to run, my, run shit, like really run shit, but your mouth. Mm -mm, I'm an independent woman. I do what the fuck I want to do. I got my own money, blah, 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 blah. So you don't want to have the old-fashioned rules and regulations put on you in this regard. But you want to have the advantages of the of the providing and all that good shit as well. While you stacking your money, whatever, waiting to leave my ass because I didn't pay it all the time. So I'm, I'm I'm exaggerating, but what I'm saying is when we're talking about providing. I think in this day and age, we should really be talking about emotional support. We should be talking about helping each other move forward in advance. We should talk be talking about building together, not this. I'm providing for you, and then if you fall on hard times, I got your back. No, 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 no. I shouldn't fall on hard times because you should have my back from jump. We're building this together. It's ours, not yours and mine. And and just to your point, I actually put that in the chat. I feel like when, when, when a lot of men think of a woman wanting you to support and provide, sometimes that is in the in the form of emotional support. So when when a woman says, I want you to protect me, she's not just talking about physically, she's talking about emotionally. Okay. It, it, and when Making I sure we're on the I same mean, page with that. All right. Yeah, we're on the same page with that. Cool. So like if I am a woman, in order for me to fully go out for you and support you as a man, I need to know that that bitch in your inbox don't have a chance with you. I, I need to know that if I go to work, you're not going to have another bitch in our bed. And so Damn, that's I'm, bare minimum, though. Ain't that bare because, I, because I'm not absolutely going to be lame. When you're that's all it takes is an upgrade. You just huh? gotta. Oh, oh. <laughs> y'all are getting a bad rap, uh, black <laughs> men, evidently, because like or men, period. Because that like, ain't okay, just a bare minimum. Go ahead, Ty. If, if right, we ahead. out together, are you going to be all up in another woman's face, smiling and making her feel like you got a chance for it? That's disrespectful. Elaine, I think Ty wanted to say something. Yeah, like, yeah I think, yeah, you, you, you setting the bar pretty goddamn low. Congratulations <laughs> being made about dudes out here. And all of them aren't like that. I'll say there's probably a limited amount that aren't, you know, doing certain things. But I think this goes back to Allie's point that she made at the beginning. She was very clear about what she wanted. And I think realistically, instead of saying all of the things that we don't want, if we actually are very clear about what we do want, we are out there and engaging with people, we have the opportunity to make a decision on whether that person that we're dealing with 
is actually what we want. And if they're not, walk away. And if we don't walk away, then that's a choice that we've made. But I think that point of being clear about what we do want is really important. Like, I, I think we need that. I think, you know, one of the questions that we're supposed to answer is what are we, what can we do? And that, that for me is what I can do. I can, can continue my own healing so that I'm not bringing my past to my relationship. I can make sure that I'm very clear about what it is that I want. And when somebody shows me that they do not have what I want to offer, I need to walk away instead of continuing to entertain that shit. Because we're not coaching men on how to love us and treat us in 2022. We're not coaching men. <laughs> we're not doing that, Black women. We are attracting what is for us. We sit down and attract. We beautify. We love on ourselves. We pour from the overflow. No more pouring from an empty cup than when you are already depressed and you already don't live with your parents. You need to get your stuff together. Get your stuff together first. And then your man will come. Don't think that he's going to come save you. We got, you know, which we've already been doing because we are number one in entrepreneurship and business and uh, education. We are doing our thing as a whole. But uh, again, we are tolerating a little bit too much. So therefore, it's dwindling down to me, a person who don't tolerate men. So I got to deal with a guy trying to offer me tea dates. He didn't even hold ask on. me gonna, if I like tea. We're going to end on that damn coffee tea day thing. That's going to be the last one. Alana, it's I wanna, some I bullshit. Want you, oh, we know what you think already. Shut your ass. <laughs> Alana, I want to circle that back to you. Um, one of the questions we did put in the running show was, what can you what, what can you do uh, to better your situation? And and you said the everybody pees in the pool. Come on. This, the hot tub is pretty clean. It's got to be a little something somewhere that's not so bad. But what can you do to contribute to that? Because a lot of men will say that women aren't self-reflective when it comes to the choices they make in dating and that it can't be that all the men are trash. It's all the men you pick a trash. And why is that? So I'm curious as to how you feel about what you can do to improve your lot in life in the dating world if, you know, internally. But I didn't say dating was trash. I said You did that say it, that. You didn't say that. I, I, but but we can, can all self-improve. I think my biggest challenge in dating is my openness. I'm not vulnerable mm -hmm. and I don't make it easy for people to get to know me in general. Um, so that's a big one. If, yeah, I think that's the biggest one. No, that's fair. And, that's and to add to that, I would say I'm the exact opposite. Anybody that follows my Facebook page, they know that I'm very straightforward and to the point. So if somebody- You need to start sugarcoating some of your stuff, girl. God damn. <laughs> just a little bit. Sprinkle a little sugar on that shit. Just a, just a sprinkle. I'm, I'm all out of sugar. And it's like, I say exactly what I want. I mean what I say. I say what I mean. And again, part of that comes on growing up in a household with my dad. I'm like, my dad is a Marine. I was raised by a Marine. So I'm that like- so I much sense. I have a straightforward, no bullshit type attitude, and I got a filthy mouth. So I'm just, <laughs> I grew that, up with it. It's that explains so, so much. That explains so, so much. That explains so, so much. Sean, do we have any questions we didn't touch on that we need to circle to before we get on this? Uh, why coffee no, dates are amazing. They kind of hopped all, they've hopped into it. I and, and I, I want to say, I want to add on to what um, Allie said about you know, people coming into our lives knowing how to treat us. I, I would challenge that and say that that is a, a deeply unrealistic expectation. 
everybody is very, very different and everybody has very, very different needs. Now, I'm not saying people should come in with no idea how to be kind and good people. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I do think when people enter your lives, and I'm not just saying romantically, I mean, period, kids, friends, dogs, you have to educate people on your needs and your wants and how to treat you appropriately. Because And your boundaries. And your boundaries, you have to teach them that because they're not going to come in, they're not going to meet you and know instantly what your love language is what makes you smile, it's what makes you pissed off. They're not going to know these things. They're going to have to learn that all the time. And you're going to have to teach them. I but- totally agree with that, Sean. I totally agree. Uh, when I'm manifesting or attracting a man, it's an actual man that wants to learn that, okay. you know, that wants to put in the work and the effort because he sees my value in my work. And he's, we, we are growing together. That's why we don't say fall in love. We grow in love. So I don't expect a man to just meet me and automatically know my entire life. That's the beauty of dating and courting me and taking me on beautiful dates and trips. And, you know, and then I, you know, <laughs> that's the beauty of it all. All right. So let's get into this damn coffee slash tea slash smoothie. I imagine smoothie falls into this category. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get another. I gotta get another beer. Keep going. I- <laughs> so smoothies are expensive. I'm just saying. I imagine all the drinks fall. Chai tea latte. I imagine all of this falls into the realm of. No tea, Sean. <laughs> I'm not turning down a frozen yogurt date. <laughs> <laughs> so. Just to get the the uh, audience kind of up to speed, we had a conversation when we were um, at the beginning before we aired, and Allie and Elaine said that they they can't stand coffee dates. And I want to dig into me and Brian want to dig into what is the issue with coffee dates, and whoever wants to kick it off, kick it off because I don't personally mind a coffee date. I'll kick it off. I'll you. go right into it. You know oh, what's wrong oh. with coffee dates for me? is I'm a coffee drinker at work and I utilize coffee to stay awake. And if a guy invites me to coffee, it's typically, you know, it's not during the day, number one. It's just typically about the location. It's no thought process into it. It's like a quick meeting. You're trying to quickly feel my vibe for a $5 cup of joe that I get every day on my own. So it's nothing really special about this meeting. The only thing special is that I'm going to come dr- dress the way I dress, smelling the way I smell, looking the way I look in my, in the car that I drive. I just don't have time in my day, in my life to do all of that, to meet you while you try to evaluate me, whether I'm worth a meal and whether I can fit into your life. We can converse over the phone. We can FaceTime. If you need to feel my vibe, if you need to ask me your questions, typically they're not character questions. They're silly questions like, what do you bring to the table? Not, have I been to therapy? Have I gotten over my You said you only got to ask that one time. I'm not going to let that stand. <laughs> You're not going to keep offering that. I'm just saying, like, one habit. time, but it still was effective. People ask that all the time, but to narrow it down, it's just not the romantic, intimate setting for you to actually get to know me and have a conversation. There are students there working. There are people trying to get a cup of joe to get back to work, to stay up to work. It's a jittery place. So you want me to be extra jittery on this date 
for 10, how long are we supposed to stay there? And it's like six o'clock at night. It's just not an, it's just no effort for me. If Wait, you want to take me somewhere, you would ask me where, what I like, what I'm into. I would tell you, I'm, you know, you would automatically know that I'm into specialized events. And if you invite me there, that means we haven't had a genuine conversation. You haven't gotten to know me over the phone and you're just trying to quickly see me. And that's not good enough for me. Let me ask this, Sean, my fault. I want to, I want to speak on this because one, I don't drink coffee, so I don't, I don't know shit about these coffee dates, but uh, we said earlier that a lot of this online dating and the apps don't give you the opportunity to really get to know anybody because you're meeting this, everybody's representative, right? So sure, we can talk on the phone and do all that, but I am one of those people that I, I vibe better, I get along better, I prefer to have these conversations face-to-face -face and, and really kind of, you know, it's not about seeing you physically necessarily, that's not not part of it, but uh, I just get, I get a better a better sense of who you are and how we get along Sure, the phone works, FaceTime works, but when we're in person, our chemistry, um, you know, everything, all of that. Now, to your point, sure, maybe, a, let me let me phrase that. So for a coffee date, it doesn't necessarily have to be coffee. I think the point is that we can't really get to know each other very well unless we're in each other's presence. And it's safe for both of us to have kind of this safe date space where if after 20 minutes, you're like, you know what? Mm. I can jet. If I got you trapped at dinner for an hour and a half, two hours after 20 minutes, you might want to get up and bounce. And you might. I don't know. But it just seems like that's so much more constricting. And if the coffee date goes well or the drink or whatever you want to, we go out for a drink or whatever, that goes well. And that leads to another date. I don't see what's wrong with planting that seed to figure that out. Brian, I just don't think, I think how you start is how you end. I don't see a man who isn't sure of you inviting you out to coffee feeling your vibe and then saying, you know what? And, you know, having a light bulb go off in his brain and say, you know what? I think I'll take her to dinner next. She's worthy of a dinner now. I feel I that, I like she, she dressed good enough. She smelled good no, it's enough. Not about I, that. Think, I think that's the point though. The point is not to take your own coffee in there, but sometimes it is. But the point is to take you to coffee, get a feel for where we are as individuals. If this can, if this is a someone I want to, be within that long of a period of time and invest in that type of date. And I, think I that's don't fair. think that that ever happens. I think it's either you start set coffee and the second date, even if he likes you, is he really going to up it from coffee, a $5 cup of coffee to a hundred dollar and up dinner date? And I'm not, I don't want to put price. Hold up. I don't want to put price on it because it's not about price. Because I go and I spend my own money on my own dinner day. It's really about meeting me where I am in life. I am in my 30s. I do not go to coffee Starbucks for dates at 5 p.m. Even if I invited you out, Brian, you know, as like, let's have a business meeting. I'm going to invite you to a place that, that feeds you and I'm going to pay. So if I could do that, then my even I have a teenager son. He even takes he would even take his lady out to a better place. Like he probably works at full, he would work at Full Locker, these teenagers. So why can a, a teenager take a lady out to a better date than a grown a, man with a career? What if it's not Starbucks? It's a, it's a specialty coffee house, you know, that that's a little bit more robust. No? Now, if we I'll, talk I'll, about our mutual love of coffee, maybe. But like, if that hasn't been the conversation, realistically, if you're trying to fill my vibe, 
you should be asking those questions in a conversation. Okay. We should be talking on the phone. You should be asking those on the app, like whatever it is, like if you're really trying to fill my vibe. I used to be more like where you're at, Brian, where like I was open to the coffee date and I thought it was fine. Like I get it. Like, like I said, like those apps, dating is a numbers game. Like if dudes are taking chicks out to dinner all the time, like that adds up. I, I And so I got that and was really understanding of that. However, what I noticed was it still seemed like they were treating the coffee dates like they were swiping left on the app. And so because they were treating it like they were swiping left on the app, it was a waste of time. And again, I said at the beginning, I'm a single mom and my kid is with me. So if I had to hire a babysitter to go to coffee, I, I'm, I'm spending $40, $50 to get out. Not to mention the time that I got to get dressed and get cute and all that kind of stuff. And then you want to spend five, ten dollars on coffee? Like for me, that doesn't make sense. Okay, it's not a good expenditure of time. I get that. I feel that. And and wait, and Elaine, no, you go last. God damn it, we not we gonna not let you start <laughs> fucking last. Alana, <laughs> what you got? I want to hear your thoughts on this. <laughs> uh, I'm. I like to clean escape. So I, I mean, like I've never had a coffee date at five or six o'clock. But I love a lunch date. I love a coffee date. If I don't like you, I'm dipping. So, can I ask a question before Elaine goes? But I don't understand. You better get it in before she starts because you know it's going to be 20 minutes. (laughs) I want to know why do women automatically assume that because you meet a man for dinner or lunch that you can't leave? If you feel uncomfortable at any rate, I don't care if it is. Uh, a five-star Michelin restaurant, you can get yourself up and you can excuse yourself as a lady. And you don't even have to say two words to him if you don't choose to exchange energy, negative energy with this person. If this person- What if it's not, what if it's not soul, negative? It's just not, you just not- I have been on life. a date where I have walked away and we both were racing to the door before the bill came because he, we were both like, he tried to stick me with the bill. And I'm like, no, I'm not, you're not about to, we run into the Lord. Like, I will leave you. But go ahead, Elaine, let us school us on um, the post because you definitely laid it out from A to Z. Well, my issue with the coffee date is just the fact that I'm, I'm not 19. I've been around the world and I like nice shit and I don't apologize for it. And I feel like the coffee date thing is equivocal to, let's say I put it out there that I'm going on a girl's trip and I'm going to stay in a two-star hotel to accommodate other women who may be going when I'm used to a five-star hotel lifestyle. So the man is on the date too. So the fact that you want to downgrade your life just to make sure that I'm not benefiting off of you to me, that's an issue. That's a red flag to me. If you're willing to downgrade what you're used to just to punish me. Secondly, I have this and, and, and I'm showing this because I actually went on a date with a guy who tried to pull that with me the whole, oh, well, you know, you could be using a man just for a free meal. So that is when I had to get him right together. I'm like, this is my living room. And I have a whole wall of places that I've been. Oh, shit. The humble brag. I, and, I, and I'm just like, I'm like, dude, I've, this is me snorkeling in PP Island. You know, Columbia, Tulum, 
James Bond Island on a cruise, Morocco. I'm standing in three countries in one spot, bitch. So I'm just like, why do I need you to pay for a meal in the US when I've paid for my own meals in 30 different currencies? So you're not gonna do me like that. I, I, don't, I don't need a date that bad to where I'm going out with niggas I don't like. I'm an entrepreneur, so my time equals money. I could be anywhere in the world, and if I agree to go on a date with you, it ain't so I can choose solid foods. It's you understand solid foods. You solid foods. I'm listen. I hundred percent agree with you. hundred percent agree with you there. But men did not come up with this on their own. I'm gonna tell you a quick story, and I hope. And Benita, goddamn it, I hope you're watching. I had a boss <laughs> many moons ago. We still cool. And she would come into the office and she would complain. She oh, I went out on this date last night. I don't know nah, this dude, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, ain't this the same dude you was complaining about last week? And she'd be like, yeah. I'm like, well, why are you still going out with this dude? She'd be like, bitch, you got to eat. This shit is not not happening. This motherfucker had a good job. <laughs> she would, But this is how some women act. Now, should we carry that baggage into every relationship or date we're going to? Absolutely not. Like, we're asking you not to as well. I'm just saying men don't make this shit up. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I, we always have this argument. And I honestly, the baggage. I think that's. Oops, sorry. No, point about carrying the baggage. I think that's a problem with the coffee date. Like the coffee date, in my experience, my issue with it is usually when I'm experiencing it, it's because the dude doesn't want to invest because he feels like he's gotten used in the past. And like, if you're coming in with that mentality, like, there's no room to vibe because you're already suspicious. Agree. Agree. Mm. Agreed. And so then where do we go from there? Like, if you already questioning my motives because of a last woman that you've dealt with or because you what you've seen on TV, if you don't think I, if I invite anybody out, I want to impress, especially first meeting. I, I don't know why we have gotten away from when you meet somebody. First impressions are everything. Trying to make your best first impression, putting your best foot forward. Why are men meeting women? You, why are you even approaching a woman, you know, if you don't think that she's worthy of a meal? Like, if I invite any of you out, I will invite you to a meal, at least a drink, if you drink alcoholic drinks. Even if not, I'm going to try to figure out what you like to do and what we have in common. I think that's a lot of what we're lacking, commonality, like in dating. Oh, I, you cute. I'm cute. Let's go meet coffee. No, what do we have in common? Are you trying to get this bag like I am? Are you trying mm -hmm. to create generational wealth? Are you trying, do you have that village mindset? You know, I think we're getting away from that. Sean, jump back in there. I know you, you were trying to get in. All I was going to say is, Brian, we've had this conversation multiple times about the women using men for dinner narrative. Not that it's not true, right? I'm not saying it's untrue, but I do think men slightly exaggerate how often this is happening to them. And they use it as an excuse to do what they don't want to do. And that's totally agree. fine. hundred percent agree. I just always challenge that. Like if 15% if of the women you go out with are using you for a meal, then really, what are we talking about? <laughs> Depends on how often you go out. Elaine, <laughs> I mean, yes, men. Wait a minute. Hold on. Men are using women for sex. They are. Absolutely. Come on. When a man approaches a woman, it's because he thinks she's attractive and he wants some ass. Let's Absolutely. just be upfront about that. No, that's so 100% now, 
they're mad because women can women are in control of if you have sex or not and i get to say what i'm willing to give up the panties for like it they're, they're hold on don't hold on elaine don't be telling everybody that shit i've been telling women they in control for years and and men keep getting mad at me so i can't have you on the show but no <laughs> go ahead <laughs> I like no, so I'm like women. I, I feel like women don't understand our power in the dating realm. So I'm like, and, and here's the advantage. I found out that when you don't give a fuck, you get what you want. And that is the mentality that I take when if I was to get back into the dating realm. I was about to say, how how's that working for you? I just I mean, I've I've never wanted children. I decided at 10 years old that I didn't want children. I'm 42. I still don't want children. So that's like 50% of the reason why I'm not dating and why I don't care if I get married or not. And I enjoy my own company. I, I travel by myself all the time because I'm in love with myself. Like I've, I, And I've been on like two week vacations. I've been to Thailand by myself, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, uh, with Iceland, I travel alone. So if I accept a man's invitation to be a part of my life, he has to not interrupt the zen that I have with myself and with my environment. So even when Elaine, you hit on a key part. Like if you don't like, a lot of women will feel the energy is off and start asking their friends, "But what did this mean?" And what, girl, you feel the energy? You feel your zen? You were happy right. before you met this man and all of a sudden he came into your life and you want to know why he not texting you no more. You know, exactly. you're interrupting your energy. Probably because you gave him that ass too fast. <laughs> too. Okay, Brian, Brian, right. speak on that. Speak on that. Right. Speak on it. I think we should speak on that. I think the bar is low for what, for, 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 I think we as women, the collective, the bar is too low for the Come on it's now, Alana. I don't even the think it, I mean the, the coffee day is low, but the bar is lower than that. It's a swipe right on an app. Like it's a let's meet for a drink after swiping right and something there in your bed where they don't even have to meet for a drink. They can come over and order takeout. I think that's a bigger problem than the coffee date. But that also goes back to so many women are told and taught that our value is based on whether we have a man or not. And, you know, Chantel was talking earlier about deciding whether she even wanted to date, whether that was something she wanted to do. And I think realizing, okay, I'm happy being single. I, I, I actually do want a life mate, but this is what I want in the life mate. Like our work cannot be based on our relationship with somebody else, because in that case, we will take whatever little scrap of a man we can get or a person, depending on who we date. Um, but if we actually say, you know, my worth is just about who I am and because I'm a person and I'm worthy, like we start looking at things different. We start expecting different things. And some folks won't meet that expectations and that's okay. We can keep it moving. Like, I think that's the most important part to remember is if somebody's not where we need them to be, if someone's not offering the kind of date that we want, if they're on to fuck boy shit, whatever it is, we can keep it moving and we will be okay and still be worthy. Like that part, we need to remember that. We are worthy no matter what. But you know what? A lot of times people have a preconceived uh, notion. Oh, you know, I really like him and they go on that 
and they can't get out of it. You know what I mean? They like, oh, he's good on paper. I really like him. And we were, no, no, no. Is he treating you right? That's very important. He can live downtown, drive the flyest car, have all the money in the world. But if he's not treating you as the only one, you're wasting your time, ladies, and you're wasting your youth. Don't you waste your youth on a potential. Go ahead and go for the real go-getter, the one that's going to be, I don't care if you drive a Nissan. Oh, not to talk about people who drive Nissans, but you know what I'm saying? You like, just did, though. <laughs> I'm saying compared to, to what I might drive. Like, we need to find men when they're elderly. Like, fuck that, like, we're losing our youth thing. Like, because, I mean, we, we're having to relearn stuff that we messed up in childhood. It takes a lot, long time to retrain yourself, especially if you're trying to do it on your own. So if you don't figure it out till 40, 50, 60, 70, whatever, there are old ass men that are looking for people. Like you will find somebody. Like the idea that like our our attractiveness, our desirability, our ability to find a partner will sometimes somehow suddenly disappear. I think that's bullshit too. Like I yeah, agree. I just think that a lot of times women take too many years to figure out he's not the one. You've ignored a hundred red flags. You're 40, 45 years old and you wasted 10 years on a guy that never proposed, never uh, even made you even put, posted a picture of you on his social media. Stop settling for the crumbs, one ladies. We deserve the best. You deserve a man that's going to be proud to show you off. You deserve a man that's going to be proud to say that of what you do as a woman and to say that he's your man. And show you off to the world, show you things and, and die trying to show you the finer things in life. That's what I believe. And you also doing the same. So, Ryan, I know you're looking a little twisted, but I believe in reciprocity. <laughs> I don't believe in raping energy or being an energy vampire. I give what you give me. If you give me the world, I'm going to give you the universe. All right. And, and and just to add to that, I feel like a lot of women settle just to say that they have a man, especially if they're uh, encroaching upon a certain age, they feel like their value is rooted. And if they have a man, and that's because of society's brainwashing. So I've, I've accomplished a lot in my 42 years and people want to know, oh, well, when are you going to have a baby? Bitch, I don't want a baby. I don't want a baby and I'm 50 50 on having a man. So if a woman is happy with that, then, and she's talking about or being celebrated for her accomplishments, why are you bringing up her marital status or if she's a mother or not? Like, I don't feel like I was put on this earth to push out a baby and to be somebody's wife. I just feel like my purpose is bigger than that. And I feel like a lot of women. Um, and, and this is just comes from working with a lot of people, a lot of women and, and it, it do not have an identity outside of being a wife and a mother. Like they don't, if you ask 50 wives and mothers, what do you like to do? They can't tell you anything that does not involve their husband or their children. And to me, that's a problem. It means that, that those women have entangled their identity up with other people and they do not have an identity on their own without those people in their lives and, and you I know what, like Elena, that's why a lot of women are sad and i think that's why i'm on the fence about marriage and kids because i want to maintain my identity i want to maintain my freedom i don't want to be 
I mean, I just want, I, I still want to be Alana. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to. We need to be friends. <laughs> hey, look. We all need a trip. That's what it is. Guys, so we gonna, oh, we gonna put y'all together. We definitely gotta get all y'all together. And I know this, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad my wife falls into that patriarchal, she needed a husband shit, cause else I'd have been fucked up. <laughs> Well, right. don't get me wrong. I, I would to holler at her because I, I, I would think love I, to have a husband that is not trying to uh, that that's also a partnership. My parents were they worked together as a partnership, and I seen a very healthy marriage all the way up until my mother passed away. My mother passed away. It'll be ten years on the tenth of this month that she's been gone. And when I say my parents were excellent and they wasn't always excellent because I, I told you I lived with them for 32 years. I seen the arguments, I seen how they reconciled. So that's another thing that's missing from today's relationships is people think that if you have an argument or disagreement, it's time for you to leave. No, you need to learn conflict resolution. And I feel like a lot of people are, they're too arrogant to seek out conflict resolution because and you didn't emotional told your intelligence. Friends. Yeah, they didn't. You didn't told all your friends and your sisters what he didn't did to you, and oh, now so we, re we really talking about women. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. Everybody. So now everybody. you don't feel comfortable keeping that man. Don't know how to Ooh, they don't that's everybody. That's men and women. And we all need to work on our healing. Like, one of the questions y'all asked was, what can men do? What can women do? Therapy. Everybody needs to be in therapy to work through their shit. Everybody. That's what they can do. And learn how to And even if you're not in a professional therapist, you can go do some self-work. Just become self-aware. If you're constantly meeting women or men that are doing the same thing, you're the common denominator. Are you attracting this type of person? What about this person? Uh, you know, haven't you, why haven't you learned the lesson? You know, that's a, that's a key part too. When you keep getting, repeating the same thing over and over, what's the lesson here? If you used to meet the same guy, but different faces, like they all want to go on this dinner date, but then after that, they want to Netflix and chill. What about you is saying, I want to Netflix and chill. What about you is settling for that? And I'm not trying to say like you attract these type of men because they're running rapid, but maybe you need to, if you don't like that type of vibe, you know, maybe you need to reevaluate how you vet men and vet women. Maybe you need to reevaluate that. All right, I'm jumping in because we Come are- on, Sean, we, you got to wrap us up. I, thank you. I've been trying to wrap us up for like five minutes. And it's like <laughs> we, still, we still got like 30 people watching. I wasn't in a hurry. All right, we got to- <laughs> All right, so not to time box anybody, but I'm gonna give everybody 40 seconds to kind of give their final thoughts on the subject for our audience. I'm gonna start with Alana because we know who well, the topics are. <laughs> you saying I ain't talked enough? No, it's it's some people. Girl, what's your first? <laughs> No, what she's My saying is Allie and Elaine talk too goddamn much. That's what she said. <laughs> I didn't say no Ain't that about nothing. It's true. It's true. I'm My final thoughts. Uh, I don't. I don't think the dating pool is trash. I think it's what you make it, and you need to bring good energy and great good intention, and stop 
using your, and I, I don't mean this for women, I mean everyone, stop using your quote unquote traumas and triggers as an excuse to maintain status quo. That's how I feel. Thank you, I appreciate that. Tyanda, final thoughts? Good, I knew you were gonna come to me. Uh, I, I feel like I just said it, therapy. Like, I feel like people need to focus on their healing and heal. As I think, you know, and making sure that, you know, that's a continuous journey. Like we're supposed to be growing along the way. And if we can grow together, that's a really beautiful thing. And if not, that's okay too. But, you know, at that point, decisions need to be made. Allie? 40 think, seconds. <laughs> yes. I think that the dating pool is what you make it. Like the ladies have said, I think that it takes um, a lot of self-work and self-love and awareness to actually attract the person for you so that you know your boundaries and your standards. And I do have a model that I have very high standards but low expectations. So either you meet them or you don't, but I'm not bending on my boundaries and my um, what I deserve. So that's it. Thank you. Elaine. <laughs> My final thoughts would be that as a woman, if you are out here dating, to evaluate why, why do you want to date in the first place? And if it's because you feel left out or you just feel like you're getting older and you need to find a husband and you need to find children, then to me, you're dating for the wrong reasons. I, I feel like if you want to be out here dating, it should be because everything in your life is going great. And you just want an addition to add to that. To, you, you're not looking for somebody to make you whole or to make you happy. So I would say reevaluate re your reasons as to why you're out here dating in the first place. All right, thank you. Brian, any final thoughts? I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap it up. You go ahead and, and, and do yours. I think my only final thought is like everything else in life, this is all chess learning, right? I think there's no perfect formula for dating for men or women. I think, and I, and I try to have this kind of thought process, about, thought process about everything people do in general, that everybody's doing the best they can with what they know. So I operate in that space. I see a lot of things I don't like, but I also know these are all opportunities to learn and get better. So I would... I would encourage everybody to take that same kind of mentality that dating is just a process of trial and error, learning what not to do, what learning what is successful and just taking the lessons from there until we all shrivel up and die one day. Wow. That's, that's the positive way to end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me well, say we will first, die. <laughs> yes, but that's just morbid. I don't want to, that's not what we're doing right now. Uh, first, let me say, Thank you to every to my panelists, everybody that joined. Uh, you all were uh, insightful, uh, sometimes inspiring, uh, sometimes hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, as I said before, when everybody was kind of like, "What's this? You know, what's this going to be? Am I going to get grilled? Is this going to be?" This is by no means anybody here judging anybody. Uh, you you are more than entitled to how you feel about um, how you feel your experiences shape you. I just hope that everybody walks away from this conversation with, you know, a learning uh, here or there that may help them down the road in any capacity that may be, be that in the dating capacity, be that in business, be that in whatever. Um, 
you know, I just hope that everybody finds happiness in whatever lane they want to find that in. Uh, if, it's not, if that's not marriage, cool. If that's not, you know, seriously dating, you just want to fuck around, cool. If you just want to be with you, cool. Uh, I just want everybody to do it for the right reasons and not because they've got burned in the past behind something uh, they can't let go of. So uh, I want to say thanks to everybody that watched. We had another full, a full packed audience with a lot of uh, heat in the chat. If you like these episodes, please, 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 the the link is open. It's open to the public. Share it. Uh, share it with your friends. Post it in groups. Do all that good stuff. We are always here every Wednesday, 7 o'clock uh, on the End of Zone podcast. Hope everybody's staying safe out there in these snowy streets if you're in Chicago. If you're not in Chicago and you're warm and enjoying some good weather, fuck you. And uh, we will see you all Right back here next week, 7 o'clock. Sean, what are we going to talk about next week? I don't know. We ain't agreed on it yet. (laughs) Let's agree on it right now. What should we talk about next week? Uh, I think we honestly need to do another draft. I think a draft is far overdue. Another draft, huh? I think think you're overdue. I don't know. People seem to like these. You know what? No, we're not not doing no damn. We need a breather from all the spices. We don't need no breather next week. I'm getting four fellas up in here, oh, and we're going to talk about dating from the men's perspective. And is it trash or is it treasure? Oh, That's God. what we're going to do. The fellas got to get an opportunity. That's fair. Do they want to be married? Do they not? Is marriage valuable for them? Is it not like a boo? Nobody cares what <laughs> men think. <laughs> hey, y'all, have a good night. See you all next week, 7 o'clock, in his own podcast. Love you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys. Good night. Thank you. I know I got to end with some music. That's what I do. Go get you something tonight, y'all. Make some sweet, sweet love. Nothing wrong with that. The snowy weather. Make some snow babies. See y'all next week, peace.